Come on, come all, come on up. It is Kai Glensick with Around the Dapper Sports Pod, and it's been a minute, hasn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. I feel like this is the most time I've had between pods, and I believe it's only like four days. Um, meant to get a pod up on Wednesday, had some technical difficulties, and to be honest, the world and everything right now kind of going on, it's been a little, you know, weird. Um, I'm still trying to get into the habit of like, making these pods and you know putting life on the other you know list of things i have to do on the daily so bear with me we're still going to be covering it i haven't gone anywhere remember to follow me around the dapper sports pod on twitter i also have an instagram up right now so around the dapper sports on instagram and then give me an email around the dapper pod at gmail.com I hope everyone is doing well. And yeah, we have a ton to talk about today, actually. You know, we closed out with the NBA All-Star game, and I'm just briefly going to talk about that. What a fantastic game. I'm a big fan of the Elam ending. Um, you know, Steph Curry being what, what, one or so? Three pointers away from the record in the game, I believe. It seems like that's been like two weeks already since this NBA All-Star game so fact check me on that but what a performance by him I know he had about 50 or so points and then LeBron James being in Cleveland and being like nope I'm gonna finish this today and uh doing the fadeaway long two and putting the game away for Steph Curry and team LeBron it was a fantastic All-Star game I really like the Elam ending I like playing to a set score I like all that stuff in the All-Star game. I'm not sure I would like that in a real game. I know some people are like, we need to bring this to the NBA. Nah, like, I, I like having a clock. I don't like the fouls and the stoppage. I've never been a big fan of that, but it's part of the game. There, we're going to get into it, but there's been a little, you know, some different changes of attitudes, even on my part with NBA and even uh, NBA Top Shot in the last four to five days. And we're going to dig into all of that. We're going to dig into NFL all day and guess what i'm going to attempt now remember this i'm going to attempt to start getting into ufc strike attempt yeah i just want to start digging into that and realizing you know okay i can't leave ufc strike all out there by itself now gonna be totally honest with you i am not a big ufc fan just never really got into it but here's what i was going to say if you are, if you're somebody that's really big in the UFC strike, hit me up in my DMs. Hit me up you know, on my Instagram, wherever you want to hit me up, and let me know, because I would definitely you know, take pointers, learn from someone, or even give you your own segment that we hit you up and talk about UFC strike. So just throwing that out there. But I'm going to attempt to today, tell you about some fights coming up, tell you how the market's been, um, you know, all the markets have kind of been crazy the last week or so. So we'll get into all of that. We'll talk about the Top Shots drop. We'll talk some about some of the challenges. We'll talk about the opening of NFL All Days Marketplace. We'll talk about some people feeling super overwhelmed. New drops coming from NFL All Day. All of that stuff. So thanks to everybody that's, you know, sent me a DM uh, in the last couple weeks. Thanks to anybody that's, you know, had a one-on-one with me. I really appreciate that. I have a guy out there right now who I'm looking to have on the show in a little bit. His name is Aaron Wilson. 
Uh, I believe it's Aaron Wilson 22. Follow that Twitter if you have a chance. He kind of does some YouTube stuff as well. He posts on Reddit, uh, a lot of stuff like that. So check that out if you can. And guess what? Yeah, I'm in the closet. Oh yeah, I'm in the closet. But guess what I did? I kind of soundproofed it. Ain't that cool, huh? Yeah, kind of soundproofed the thing. I kind of did like my own little soundproof thing. And to be honest, it's kind of like a, a little studio now. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of thought about it. Like sometimes when I'm in here with the mic like this, I'm like, yeah, I could be Eminem. I could do that. Yeah, yeah. But we're not gonna do that today. Maybe some other day I'll rap for you guys. So much to cover, and we're going to get into it. Again, thank you for being here around the Dapper Sports Pod. I'll try not to leave you hanging like that anymore. But follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Send me an email, whatever you have to do. And guess what? Yes, I'm still planning to do some giveaways on Twitter coming up. So with all that being said, let's jump into it. And we're going to go with the jab and talk about the UFC real quick just to tip it off. Today on Around the Dapper Sports Pod. All right, let's get into it. Welcome to the jab for UFC Strike. And guys, bear with me today. You know, I'm kind of going out of my side of my element on this one, but I'm going to try. I'm going to start incorporating it. Like I said before, if you know anything about UFC Strike, hit me up in my DMs. But big week for UFC Strike. Big last two weeks. They opened up their marketplace. And as of right now, the number of NFTs being held is 600,135. The floor price for the lowest moment is $6. And as of recording of today, it was their second highest day of sales at 115,000, almost $116,000 in sales. So not as big as NBA Top Shot, not as big as NFL All Day, just kind of a different so one thing i i really already have realized with going into the reddits uh with kind of looking in the discord now again i'm not a huge nft or ufc strike guy or ufc guy in general there seems to be a current amount of people who maybe don't know what they're exactly holding one thing that is kind of different from ufc i think than a lot of other sports is it's not that continuous cycle. I feel like people kind of dip in and dip out of it. Um, you know, I'm sure there's people that cover it on the daily, but it is to me an easier sport to dip in and dip out of. Like it's not a playoff race. There's not a you know a, a, a championship. I mean, there's a championship belt, but there's not this constant storyline like you know the Yankees during all-star break or you know the Lakers during all-star break and you know the push to the playoffs there's nothing like that so there, there's not this huge storyline it's an individual um, sport so I do think the UFC strike and this is just a guess it will grow at a different way than these other ones I think the UFC strike base though is very um, very motivated and, and the ones who are in ufc strike really love the sport maybe more so than some of the people in nba top shot or, or like the early days of nfl uh right now nfl all day so i also think there's just a, a huge amount of growth that the sport in general still has to make in america now people are like well i would watch the ufc yes no i get that but there's like different ways sports can grow in our country Yes, I think some people look at it and they're like, that's violent. Yes, but I also still think it's a sport. 
Um, and I think it's going to catch on even more and more and more as it keeps growing. I also think it has the best chance of adaptability with the people who watch the UFC. Um, I'm not big in like UFC cards. I don't know much about that, but it just seems like there's an area where marketing would be very successful for UFC Strike. Now, I, I've seen them mention it a couple times um, on fights. I saw a couple of videos where people were mentioning that on YouTube. And just recently, Dana White um, has had a couple of videos talking about UFC Strike uh, with more things to come and that whole thing. So UFC Strike, again, floor price $6 as of recording. Today was one of their bigger days in sales, 115,000. Just gonna mention this real quick. One of the top accounts, if not the top, Green Grove Girl, she's the, the top account holder uh, about, what is it here? It says like about $900, the top leader in that. So she owns 16,960. Three. So just a whale comparison, right? Compare that to NBA Top Shot. Compare that to, you know, some of the whales. Technically, I'm a whale in NFL all day right now, I feel like. We'll get to that later. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or not. Um, but yeah, so shout out to her. That's the big whale. Just gives you an idea of how the numbers are moving. Folks, another great thing that I just want to say on all of these platforms, don't be afraid or think it's weird to follow accounts. So I give you that information. Those people might know what they're doing or you know just have tons of money but at the same time it's good to follow some of those i follow some people on top shot now they move way more than i can move but i've even started following people on nfl all day just because i want to see where people's heads are at and because i like covering sports i'm not the biggest you know market guy i've said that to you guys already so um i didn't have a chance to talk to a redditor real quick uh, somebody who, when I looked at his profile, he owned about $8,000 in moments. And in his opinion, he thinks it's gonna be a slow process just for the moments. He said they were printed way too high. Now that's not to scare you away. It's just that there's not, there could just not be enough knowledge in that base of NFT or UFC strike participants that don't really know what they're holding. There's nothing wrong with that. It could mean two things. It could mean that people were in there trying to flip, which is needed, but you don't want like a ton of people. It could mean people like UFC, but don't know who the best fighters are and saw this as a good way to get into it. It could mean a lot of things. Um, but according to this guy, he said, really, if you got a pack, it's probably something that you're, not, you're holding on to a little more. And there's only, you know, two type of fighters that if you got them in a pack, we're gonna net you a guaranteed positive return. Now, that's Cosmot and don't get mad at me if I'm gonna screw this up. Or if you have a pronunciation, shoot me an email or something. But uh, Naganu, okay, is that good? Sorry, don't beat me up, those two, if you listen to the pod. But yeah, uh, otherwise, a lot of them, maybe he said, would net you like even or a little higher. He said maybe if you had a pack with um, Tuavasa, or uh, Jiri, he said was the name. So it's gonna take time. And that shouldn't push you away from UFC Strike. It actually may be a, a way for people who just wanna get in NFTs to start. Now, I'm gonna start buying some moments in there. I'm gonna do some more research. And I kinda wanna get into it because I think it is a cool space. And it just kinda adds something that I can learn about. Now, I've never done any type of fighting 
or any type of I don't even watch I think I've watched like one maybe what was that one where that what was it? his ankle and now people at home are like yeah man that happens a lot well I've watched one where a guy broke his ankle <laughs> I'm Kyle sick and that's your UFC update now but so we're just gonna go switch a little bit if you want to know who pound for pound best fighters are right now Kamaru Usman is at number one number two Israel Adesanya, and number three, Alexander Volkanovsky. Number four, Francis Naganu, and number five, Charles Oliveira. So those are the top fighters weight for pound by pound. For women, the top fighters pound for pound are Amanda Nunez, Rose Nahama Hunes. I know I butchered that one, but I'm gonna keep moving on. And Julia, I probably messed it up. Pena. Again, those are the top three. Might have butchered those, but hey, UFC strike, I'm here for it. So that is your jab. We're just going to hit that quick. And again, if you know anything about UFC strike, anything you can teach me, or maybe you really want to do a segment, hit me up around the Dapper Sports pod on Twitter, around Dapper Sports at gmail.com. And again, around Dapper Sports on my new Instagram. So with that being said, let's check out the market we take a look at NBA top shots market dude after talking about UFC I'm just like swinging in this closet hit my hand on the wall but you know I want to go fight now let's go all right calm down this is what the closet does to me folks all right so when it comes to NBA top shot not gonna lie it hasn't returned to that pre all-star game level where it was at now it's not just down right it's not crashing it's down I would say about, for me, for, for my account, I would say it's about 5% of what I've put in down. Now, I'm not panicking. I don't think anybody should panic. Top Shot is trying to figure out, you know, what kind of pack drops they're going to do. And we're going to talk about all that in a second and how people are feeling about all these moments. But I'm still pretty bullish on Top Shot, obviously, or I wouldn't be doing the pod, you know. Um, and if I did do the pod, I would just be pumping every single moment I had. But... You're going to see this. You're going to go up and down, up and down. You know, I've been in Top Shot now for a, a little over a year. I think I got in right after the... I got in, unfortunately, right after that big peak that it was at. And I'll tell you what. It's nowhere close to the points I've been since I've been here. So, still, NBA Top Shot keeps plugging along. A lot of people have questions. But there's been a lot of movement around. So, you're seeing, like, some of these top sets are up, you know, a lot, I feel like, lately, especially Cosmic. The Cosmic series is up in the last week. It's up 40%. Rising Stars in the last 24 hours, up 29%. And the Archive set in the last five days is up 6.7%. We have also see a rebound from the Hometown Showdown set, which last time I had a pod talking about that, it was down because it was off of a challenge. So if you can see, that's that kind of loop, you know, where... It kind of crashed, I mentioned it once, and now people have kind of, you know, moved around, and now this one's going back up. So, basic trend. Um, some of the top losers right now, the S3 rookies, which in my opinion, right off the bat, not a strong rookie class, but it's down 18%. The So Fresh set is down 17%, and from the top, which 
is $224,000. But hey, if you're listening, your set's down 17% as well. Also goes along with Kevin Durant's game recognized game set at 15.3. Now, that doesn't mean to panic. It just means maybe, you know, obviously there's a lot uh, of reasons that the market can fluctuate. Um, Too many moments, all of that. Again, we're going to get into that a little later. But it's always good to know where the market is. And I'm going to tell somebody too, if you really like NBA Top Shot, one of the things I found best is just take a couple of days and don't look. Um, sometimes I even just stop looking. I did this last couple of days just because it, you're going to get a mixture of people who have different investments, different amounts of money in there, different reasons to need their money. That skews kind of all of that. And always remember in all of these markets, even take into consideration, sometimes I do now, I don't look at it every day, but like the stock market. You see some of the stock markets are falling. Maybe this will be some of the first places people take out money. Maybe it won't. They all have reasons for taking it out. So remember, different strokes for different folks. Do what you need to do to protect your investment, but also don't always stress out about it. I found that this is a lot more fun when I put in an amount of money that is just right for me and for my circumstance. Just a little piece of advice. Again, never gonna tell you how to use your money just something to maybe help you with any stress that the market can give you over time. Taking a look at NFL all day again, the market opened and they've already seen $5 million in total sales across more than 90,000 total purchases, which is pretty good. Now, some people listening might be like, hey, yeah, but my moment seemed to have dropped right from the get-go. There's multitudes of reasons for that um now again i'm not somebody to go to and be like hey what's your reason there are i'm the type of person that's gonna lame well there's these reasons these reasons these reasons and the only reason is because again i never want to give you financial advice and then you guys rely solely on me i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do with my moments and i think most of the time you doing your own research and finding people on twitter that you trust or finding people in reddit or finding people in discord that you trust just do your background information and you do what's best for you because in the end of the day i think it's just better to put that on myself than being like oh i followed this guy and he told me to do this why do i say that because i kind of did that in the beginning of all this and guess what my original thoughts and the ways i thought about it were much better to go at than the things i listened to just a word of advice now if you're very smart you probably are like yeah duh like i know that but some people don't. Some people are new. And I just want to make sure that the new people know all of those things as well. So, again, 90K total packages. This is just off, you know, a couple days of the market being open. And we'll get more into the market as I see more of an increase in, you know, purchases. Um, I mean, there's been 90K, but coming up, there's already going to be people now entering the. Uh, beta they've sent out a mass wave of new invites so i believe there are some people right now that can be in uh nfl all day and just start buying moments and that will slowly keep ticking up some of the highest moments to go are the la Rams super bowl rare so that's just that team uh, melt moment jamar chase rookie is another one that's sold for the most and then patrick mahomes and of course tom 
three. So that's how the market's doing right now. And yes, I understand that it's not as high as some people will. Now, there's multiple ways you can go at that. You can, you know, there's some people I've seen in Reddit who are like, I sold all mine. I'm going to get back in when I see where things are going. That's a strategy. Um, you can just bet on it long term. You can do whatever you want. But I've always thought now and yeah, I sometimes will go out and be like, what is it doing? It's cool to ask that. But then sometimes it's also, you know, very much something that you just kind of have to feel out again for yourself. So check that out. If you're looking for places to evaluate your moments and how the market's doing, these sites are going to get better with time. But there are three open right now evaluatemarket.com that's a third party site where you can you know see what people are selling type in an account maybe look at another person's account um, e easier in my opinion look at your own evaluation there is moment ranks now last week i didn't even know that moment ranks for some reason was like having one out but they've opened up one i actually really like theirs so they kind of do the same thing as evaluate market and then own the moment um off the top of my head i keep forgetting what they're I know it's OTM, I think it's OTMFT.com, uh, but just Google it on the moment and it will come up uh, and check out theirs. I actually really like theirs as well. And those guys are all already processing, you know, how much moments are going for, if moments are up and moments are down. And a lot of moments are down, but that's okay. You know, it's still brand new. I'm still talking to a ton of people about how they think this thing is, you know, going to turn out. In a lot of cases, man, sometimes it's just good to just wait. Um, I know with NBA Top Shot, I, they got to a point where I just was like, I didn't know how Mark's work, so I was just like, I'll take a look at this in a week. Sometimes that's like the best mode, just for stress and for handling everything. So, more moments, uh, more invites coming out. Make sure to check your email so you can be part of NFL all day as well. So, we've talked about the market. Let's get you caught up. So let's just catch you up on what you might have missed last weekend because tons of stuff going on with NBA Top Shot during the All-Star game. Um, let's look at the challenges. So there were five, five All-Star challenges. And, and quite frankly, and maybe NBA Top Shot is trying to learn this, but a lot of people were like, dude, too many. Now, I will say, when somebody says, hey, it's challenge fatigue, just gonna throw this out here. If you don't want to do every challenge, you don't need to. Like, honestly, you're not gonna miss out. Um, I think they're gonna start maybe, you know, correcting things and don't take my word for it, but I do think maybe a little bit with these challenges, the format is broken. I think that also might be their intent to see how far they can go with certain types of challenges. I think they have way more in the bag as it comes to challenges. So. Let's start out, you had one challenge that was for the S2 base set pack. You had to have Steph Curry, LeBron James, Giannis, DeMar DeRozan, Nikola Jocic. Um, all of those ones are commons. I had none of those, I didn't, it was a really busy weekend for me. Um, didn't do it. So then there was the hard one. And the hard ones, you had to have Giannis, you know, the player who scores the first basketball of the game, uh, point of the game, Steph Curry, who's scores the last basket of the half. Giannis Akintempo, player with the most rebounds. Trey Young, player with most assists. Steph Curry, again, phenomenal three-point performance. He was the one who has the most threes. That was the 
uh, a category that you needed. Another Steph Curry, because he was the MVP of the All-Star Game. Giannis Akatempo or Steph Curry, player with most time played. Steph Curry, again, with most points. LeBron James, the player who scored the game-winning bucket in any 2021 All-Star Game. If you did all of those and you had all those moments, you locked them in, you got a Darius Garland metallic silver FE. Now, they also had this long slam dunk contest challenge that you had to have five moments for a Miles Bridge metallic silver FE moment. Jalen Green, Obi Toppin, and that one had to be a rare legendary or fandom. Cole Anthony, Juan Toscano Anderson, and any throwdown from series one or series two moment. Now, the other one was the three point contest challenge, which again, tip my hat off to Cat. Uh, I'm, you know, Minnesota boy, so you had to have 10 Minneapolis, or 10 Minneapolis moments. That would be a cool challenge, but <laughs> 10 moments total for a Devin Booker Metallic Silver FE moment. So, Desmond Bain, Luke Kennard, CJ McCollum, Patty Mills, Zach Levine, Fred Van Vliet, Trey Young, and then the last two had to be Ray Allen, Dirk Nowitzki, Paul Pierce, or Steph Curry. And then one of them had to be the winner, but that winner had to be a rare or legendary. So, I didn't really get why it was going to be a Devin Booker metallic silver FE. I really thought they should have taken their time with that one and made it a Carl Anthony Towns moment. You know, I don't know. I, I have a little criticism with that just because that makes it more fun. Do some, you know, um, minting of the moments before you get to the, you know, the week. You had about a week and a half to two weeks to know about the three-point competition. I'm, I'm guessing you could have minted one in time for all of those players and then slowly just released those ones differently. Maybe that one could have had a badge saying three-point champ. I don't know. But nonetheless, it was a Devin Booker Metallic Silver FD moment. The last two I'll just briefly go over were part of the skills challenge. You need 10 moments plus, you know, like the past winners and the, the three players that won it this year. And there you would get a Kyrie Irving Metallic FE moment. And then we had the Rising Stars, uh, a mixture of players who had the last um, game-winning shot and any other Rising Star moments. So 10 of those. And that was for Tyrese Maxey. Now, all of those moments kind of went like this. Tyrese Maxey, the mint count, 11,000. That's around $7 right now. Kyrie Irving, 10,000 moments were minted. That's around $10. Devin Booker, that was minted. That's the highest or the lowest one. Uh, $1,825. That was for $77. Miles uh, Bridges, 9,000 were minted of that one. That one's going around $7,000. And Darius Garland, $7,000 minted. And that one's going for around $14. Now, there are three other moments that were released this week. That was with the rim shakers moments obi toppin who won it he had the lowest mint they had about um it was 1010 on that one jalen green who we talked about last episode who didn't do very well in dunk competition and had you know the nft uh top shot i called it nft like Dwayne Wade, who had the top shot necklace on that one was minted very close to 55,000. and then juan scano anderson his moment was minted at 25,000. and those moments alone you know the mint levels, the bad dunk competition, too many challenges, what people are saying, all of those things. That is, you know, look at the prices that some of those are going for. I don't know where Topshot wants to have that if they just want to keep minting moments. 
But I think a lot of people are starting to get concerned that there's too many moments just alone with the silver FE. So we'll get into that in a little bit. We're just going to shift gears really quick and get you caught up on NFL All Day. All right, so NFL All Day. To get you caught up, I'm going to do it a different way this week because right before I was coming out today, they dropped that this Friday there will be two drops. Yes, that's right. So on top of them sending out more emails to invite people into closed beta, and I'm, there was a pretty substantial amount of people uh, they said that were getting invites to join closed beta, there's another drop this week. So this week right here, I'm just going to briefly cover what are the packs, how much they will cost, and later on when we break down NFL All Day, I'll tell you some of the moments that will be in there. I believe they're from, yes, they're from week 13. So this Friday, drop two of them, one standard and one elite drop, I would say, premium drop, right? So the standard pack, 43,225, and the premium pack will have 7,665. This is coming this Friday. Now the standard pack will be $49. These packs will contain three moments per pack. Each pack will contain at least three common moments with a chance for one of them to contain a rare or legendary moment. Again, from week 13. The replay premium pack moment, and that's what they're calling them, replay packs, that premium pack will be $249. These packs will contain four moments per pack. Each pack will contain three common moments. Each pack will contain at least one rare or a legendary moment from week 13. Now, what are we noticing right off the bat? Last week, when you paid for that premium pack, $249, you got a lot more moments. I don't know why. It, it, that's one of the ways that they're like, hey, those beta people, we'll give you this 10 moments for $249, right? Gotta find answers about that. I think that's probably how they were playing it. Different way to you know, give them, give people who are in closed beta like myself, because I bought one, good moments. So, looks like they are changing some things up. So, it will be cool to see how that, um, how that works out. Again, in these packs, you will be guaranteed that one rare or legendary moment in those premium packs costing $249. So standard pack, $49 this Friday, all from week 13. After that, it will be the premium packs, $249. Again, all from week 13, three common moments and guaranteed one rare, or you hit lucky, get that legendary moment. Premium packs, 7,665 will be available. And again, standard, there'll be 43,225 moments. So, now that we got y'all caught up, let's go into Top Shot and break down their newest pack release. Let's break it down. It's the NBA Top Shot breakdown. And yeah, we had another drop. We had a drop today. And, you know, first I just want to say, I've been listening back to this pod, and I really like the flow of my last one, and today's going to be a little longer. But I noticed that sometimes there's things that need to go in front, and sometimes there's things that need to go in the back. You know, that's just what I'm finding out about it. So, yeah, I'm going to be shifting things around sometimes in here. And, and today, it's like, obviously because it's already passed, I don't really need to tell you all of the things about this NBA Top Shot All-Star Pack. 
And I bet a lot of you actually are like, what? There's another pack? Because I also make this show for the people that can't check NBA, all, or NBA Top Shot and NFL all day like they would like to. Um, so yeah, there was another pack drop. Which reminds me, if you haven't had the chance yet, go check out Top Shot Tony on Twitter. He released a video, a music video. It's like a minute long to Roham, and it's kind of telling him to stop making so many moments. Um, I am starting to agree now. It does seem like there is a little too much, and we'll get into that in a second, but check that out. So, in this NBA All-Star pack, they decided to pick five moments from the 2000 NBA All-Star game. And I can't believe we're in 2021. Wow, time flies. I'm not gonna tell you how old I am, but it is weird that I'm the age I am in a closet, but that's besides the point. So with that pack drop, obviously there was a standard and there was an elite uh, pack drop, but NBA decided to choose five moments from that 2000 NBA All-Star game. And they decided to go with Vince Carter's between the leg dunk. If you've never seen it, go check it out on YouTube. It's the one where he kind of looks at the camera after going between the legs. It's one of the most memorable plays, I believe, in the NBA. I mean, at least in the NBA All-Star, for sure in the NBA All-Star dunk competition compared to this year. Uh, the one where he dunks in and then he looks at the camera and he's like, it's over, it's over. That moment, which probably is one of my favorite moments, was in the pack. They also had Allen Iverson during the All-Star game doing the sick layup around Tim Duncan. They had Jeff Hornacek in there winning the three-point competition. They had uh, Dirk Nowitzki, who was super young at the time, uh, in that All-Star game there. And then they had the first Lakers Shaq moment uh, that he had during that All-Star game. So, yeah, does there seem to be a lot of pack drops? Yes, there does, and we're gonna get to that in a minute. So, again, if you haven't been following along, some people did get airdrops. So, you got three standard uh, All-Star packs if you were a holder of Seeing Stars Series 2 set. Remember when Seeing Stars was like very mad about not getting anything? They listened. You got three standard all-star packs seeing stars and i feel like they've been rewarded uh the last couple of drops so then you got one elite all-star pack if you owned the run it back series one set the run it back 0506 set and or the metallic silver fe s3 set you got three elite packs if you had the rising stars series two set 2021 all-star game series two set as well so you would get three elite all-star packs so i don't think i missed anything also you had one more the standard all-star pack you got one if you were holding the base set series one base set series two base set series three the archive set or the vintage vibe set and since there's only been one those are from the summer of 2021 now those are really cool moments you know there was 10 new rare moments in it uh, i know there was a dealo rare in it there was also seven new rising star moments but now you're starting to see how many pack drops and how it's too much because today was the first day that when i was monitoring it i didn't participate in the drop i didn't really have an interest i've been really focused on nfl all day and it just seems like there's a plethora of moments and now you're starting to see it in mass you know tony Topshot is making songs about it right that's kind of i mean that says something right it's we haven't added enough to the top shot base yet 
to be able to keep having pack drops like that. Now, I don't know what NBA Top Shot is you know, looking forward to or has coming up their sleeve, but at the current rate we are right now, there just doesn't seem to be enough need for all of these moments. Now, I know, I believe they sold out very long after the pack was dropped, but people were talking about the ability to go over and over and over and over again into these lines without a long wait. And even they were like, ah, I'm just doing it because I might hit on something. You know, if you have that kind of cash flow, that's great. But NBA Top Shot does need to start to take a look at how much they're dropping packs. It's, and, and I know I've said in the, you know, the past, hey, maybe they know what they do, or they're doing, and obviously they know what they're doing, but maybe they know a different way to think about this than we are. Great. But you also want to keep the people in the community happy. And I'm not saying we're off the walls, but we have been a very, for the most part, a very relaxed and patient base. I do believe some people start to get peeved at the money they're putting in, obviously, and how long they've held, and then they see all of these moments popping out. Now, I don't always agree with people being like, these packs suck because I didn't win anything big. That's not gonna always happen with this, you know? Top Shot did say in the past that their goal was to have moments or packs, I'm sorry, always available for people to buy, which is fine. But then to me, it's like, then tell me how you're going to monitor the release of moments and not releasing so many that it floods the market and demand is not there and all of our moments go down. Now, I'm not saying this is going to happen, right? Because I don't know what's happening. But it's just something to think about. It's something that Top Shot needs to maybe bring forward and talk about. Now, I know sometimes people say they're in these um, spaces on Twitter where Top Shot members you know, uh, from Dapper Labs himself talk about some of the things, but they haven't said enough for us to really realize, okay, what what is the plan going forward and how come, you know, if we haven't really grown as a base, how many how come so many are coming out? So, you know, they might be planning something huge. Obviously they've started, you know, advertising the All-Star game. The NBA resumes tonight. We'll see if they're gonna, you know, do more advertising um, on TNT or you know maybe even ESPN and stuff like that. We just don't know. So I think it is about that time where they need to either talk about that a little more or at the same token address the roadmap because if you did not know the series 3 roadmap which was posted on october 22nd in the three months since then we've had seven base packs two common packs one rare pack and one legendary in the next six months they before this all came out because we're splitting these numbers that they gave to us on october 22nd that means in the next six months we are going to get 15 to 20 base packs right around there seven to ten common packs six to nine rare packs and five legendary packs that's a lot of packs and we haven't seen this super growth yet i'm not saying the panic right that's not what i'm saying here because they can control how this goes in many ways to make us value all of these moments differently or make any of these look like steals but what i'm starting to see is that sentiment from around the community is getting to the point where it's like yeah this is too much this is too much for um, the community at large. We haven't seen enough onboarding. I know we saw a little bit from the All-Star game that I talked about, you know, we saw some of these new buyers. But you also want new buyers to kind of think like, hey, 
these moments are worth something and not just be buying, you know, tons of base level moments, you know, at $2. Maybe, like, I'm not a good guy at thinking about that stuff. But again, I've given you some options. John Jackson or John Boybeats, he's a good person to follow. I also think Patrick Mahomes um, is a good, Patrick, Pat Rip Mahomes is good. And guys around that community, they're pretty smart with all of this. Take a look if you haven't yet. And in the future, let's see, you know, let's see what Top Shot does. And I'll keep you informed on how that is all going. But yeah, so we had that all-star drop today. There were packs left over for a while, and that's just a sign that there is too much or people don't want to buy any of the moments right now. Not saying that Top Shot is going to crash and you know, lose all of our money, just saying they have to find out new directions. And again, a way to communicate to us, because I do think sometimes with all these decisions and not communicating enough, it, it causes some fear. And that's, that's to be had, you know? There have been a lot of different NFT things going around. Now, I look at the NBA Top Shot as like basketball cards uh, on the internet. A lot of people don't agree with me. I just think that's what Top Shot is thinking. Um, but we'll see. So, with that being said, let's go on to NBA. Well, this is where we would catch you up with the NBA. But since there hasn't been that much going on, everybody's getting back to action tonight. I know my Wolves right now, I haven't checked the score, it's probably done. They're playing Memphis, but it's nice. I've been waiting for basketball to come back. I'm, the All-Star game and all that, it's fun, but I'm not a big fan of any of it. Um, you know, I'll check in periodically, but this is the best part of the NBA, in my opinion. The race to the playoffs, and we only have, you know, a month and a half left until the NBA playoffs start. It's weird to think that that's how long or how fast this entire season has gone, but we're in it. It's the nitty gritty. You know, some teams have 18 games left, some teams have 21 games left. It, it's exciting. So there hasn't been any stat changes. We've seen, you know, Evan Mobley looks like he's going to be the the uh, rookie of the year. He is the rookie of the year front runner. The only one that can really catch him at this point, in my opinion, is Scotty Barnes. You know, Dante Cunningham, I think he's lost too much this year. He's only, I mean, he's averaging about close to like 16 points. Unless he got really hot and you started seeing, you know, some of that Anthony Edwards uh, churn that you kind of saw last year with my Minnesota Timberwolves after the All-Star break. I think we're going to see the only person that can catch up to him really is Scotty Barnes. And I even think that's a long shot. But Evan Mobley, let's see if he can continue it um, into the playoffs as the Cavs are, you know, in the two or three seed right now as we get closer to the NBA playoffs. Another thing to look out for is who's going to win the MVP race. And right now, to me, it's pretty easy. It's either Jokic, who I'm leaning towards, or Embiid. Um, of course, there can be some other guys that come on in there and... Uh, try to push you know towards the end I mean what if LeBron got really hot Giannis is another guy Steph Curry all of those we'll see though those are things to watch out and I'll keep you updated as the season goes on and again all those stats and things that I've done in um, the past episodes I'm gonna get back to again I'm just letting the season start up so I can give you some new information in my next pod instead of rehashing some of the old stats that you already know about who's leading in points you know Embiid um, and all that so instead of that, here are some storylines to look out for as we move on to the second half of the NBA. One, this just came out, you know, right before the All-Star game. 
or Chris Paul out six to eight weeks. So basically, pretty much the first round of the NBA playoffs. Now he's gonna get you know looked at again, but it's the same thumb. So it's a thumb fracture that he's gonna have surgery on, and then they're gonna check it again. And those things can heal funny. I remember that Chris Paul's been hurt again uh, before, and he's had problems with that thumb. I think he's had problems with that thumb before he even had his first surgery. So it's always been a problem for Chris Paul. Now, you wouldn't know it this year because Chris Paul is not playing like his age, but Chris Paul is right behind LeBron James in age, if not a year older. So you have to wonder about that. Is durability going to be a thing? And will the Phoenix Suns be able to handle the load without Chris Paul? In my opinion, I think they can, or at least you know, stave off um, the people that are behind them and take out a first round seed, in my opinion, without Chris Paul. But we'll see. That will show a lot of growth from this Suns team. Another te uh, team to watch, Philly. How will they do with Harden? We don't know how Harden and Embiid are gonna work together. They're happy to be with each other, but Harden's been happy in the beginning everywhere he's been. And I know maybe some Philly fans don't like hearing that, but that's just the truth. He's been unhappy when he's you know been with the Rockets and left weirdly. He's been unhappy when he was with the Nets in the end with the Kyrie stuff. Let's just see. I think it's gonna work out, but let's just keep an eye on it. And will Embiid be available? Will he have any injury? Now, I'm not hoping for an injury, but he does get dinged up from time to time. That's something to look at. I think he's having a great year. Again, one of the candidates for MVP right now, he's been a beast, but let's just see. Let's see how that team does. And on the flip side of that, let's see how the um, New Jersey Nets do. And I said New Jersey Nets. Sorry, New Jersey's like, we used to have them. No, let's see how the Brooklyn Nets do. Again, getting Ben Simmons, he's been out for a while now. He's a young guy, he's 25. But has he been working on shooting? I've seen pictures that he's been working with Kyle Korver, who is like an assistant with the Brooklyn Nets. That's a good sign, you know, and I believe he's had friendship with Kyle Korver in Philly before. Let's see how that works. KD has to come back from an injury. He's had a couple big injuries in the last year. Will KD be himself? Has he lost a step? And will Kyrie, I, I believe they're about to end the whole vaccine thing in New York. Will Kyrie just play basketball? I love Kyrie. Big fan. I would love to just see him every game though. And I know he's had stuff that, you know, kept him up before. Reasons he didn't want to play. Pushing all that stuff aside though, what will this Nets team look like? Because with all the pieces they acquired, with Seth Curry, with Patty Mills, I think they've quietly got pushed down, and I know they've been struggling uh, before the All-Star break, but when KD comes back, I think he can make any team really good. So we'll see. Can the Bucks repeat? Can Giannis take you know the additions that they've made before the All-Star break, and can Giannis do you know, the willing to win? Giannis has an... A motor and I know he was kind of dinged up there right before the all-star break but he played well in the all-star game he didn't take that off I don't think Giannis is the type of player who is injury prone or ever going to be I think he's one of those guys that's like a freak of nature like LeBron where he can go for hours and seasons and, and never get hurt or tired I'm, I'm hoping for that I love watching Giannis so that's something to look for Will the Lakers, you know, they didn't make any moves before the All-Star break. Will they somehow push their way into a play-in game? Um, you know, they're still with Russell Westbrook and everybody said, you know, this year they might just be throwing it you know, in and, and waiting for next year so they can add another pick. 
Will that happen? Or will, M- will LeBron and, you know, I know Anthony Davis right before the break. He's out now for another month. Uh, so it's just going to be LeBron and Russell Westbrook. How will that look? You know, there's been chemistry issues there. They were trying to force Westbrook out of there, but LeBron tried to bring him to LA. It's crazy. But LeBron, we've seen it before. He can do very weird things and just carry teams and be what those teams need to be. And we've seen that before. He got to the finals like that multiple times. So, what is going on with Zion Williamson? That's another thing to watch. Now, I know he doesn't have that many moments in NBA Top Shot now when I think back about it. Like, he still has some, but... I feel like in the beginning, he was one of the more momented players in NBA Top Shot. We haven't seen him now for a while. He didn't even contact CJ McCollum when CJ was traded to the Pelicans, which is mind-boggling because I heard on a pod, CJ McCollum is obviously the NBA player's commissioner, which you would just say, you know, hey, what's up, CJ? Just because he represents you guys. He's one of the leading authorities for NBA players. Let's find out. A lot of people think Zion is starting to be completely out on the Pelicans. Maybe they've mismanaged the way he has come back from, you know, all the injuries he's had. Not sure, but what's going to go on with there? So those are some things to look at coming up for this next NBA season. I hope you're watching the games tonight and into the weekend. These players should be fresh, you know, and we'll see. We'll see what kind of play we see from the Lakers, you know. Can Boston, that's another team, hot right before the All-Star break. What are they going to do? Have they figured it out with Jason Tatum? Will you see one of these teams like the Kings push themselves into the playoffs because they told themselves they're in a playoff mandate? Will we see the Cavs? Will they keep playing with this intense energy and health that they've seemed to have the entire year and be able to manage that? And for my Knicks fans, I don't think they're going to do anything, guys. That, That might be... Just gonna throw something. Shouldn't have hired Tom Thibodeau. Just gonna throw that out there. All right, that's all for the NBA today. Let's check up with NFL all day. All right, let's take a look at NFL all day. And if I sound a little bit exhausted, I kind of am right now. So sorry, but I just drank some coffee, came back in this closet, bounced around a couple times. Neighbor knocked back on the closet and I said you got a problem you come over here and you talk to me and then the neighbor walked in and then he's much bigger than me and I said hey sorry sir I will be quiet I just drank too much coffee and have been researching the UFC he's a good guy he said that's cool and um, I gave him 10 bucks and then he left what did you give him 10 bucks for just because I'm a good neighbor all right let's get back on track here so NFL all day it was the opening on Tuesday And guess what? We all waited for Tuesday. The time came around, and right away, like clockwork, it went down like right the first second that everybody was trying to buy moments. Now, because I've been in NBA Top Shot for a while, I feel like I kind of expected something to go wrong. Now, I wasn't thinking it'd be pushed back a full day, which it was, but I also didn't have like these huge uh, hopes that it was going to be super easy to purchase everything. Now, I think sometimes if you're a new user, that can be very frustrating and turn you off. I think it did a little bit when there were problems in NBA Top Shot in the beginning. But I also, something that helps me with this is trying to think long term about everything. Don't always think that like, that's why I try never to go into things and try to flip. A, I'm not good at that kind of stuff. For some reason, I never know, you know. And B, if I think long term, I feel like I have more fun. So, just some advice. 
Um, a little more advice. People then, when the moments opened on Wednesday, yes, it was hard to buy moments. You couldn't tell which moments were bought for a while. They shut down the market after about an hour and a half. They brought it right back up. Now, people were still complaining and saying they couldn't buy any moments. But here's something that, a piece of advice. Always, I mean, you can try to go for the, you know, the, the lower moments, but if you're trying to snag something, sometimes it's better to just go a couple more up the ladder and buy, um, you know, that moment that maybe is like $4 more or $5 more, just so you're out of that barrage of people all trying to buy the lowest moment. Just, you know, do what you want, but just a little piece of advice from something I've noticed. So if I bring it back a little bit before the marketplace even opened about an hour before or before it crashed, I should say on Tuesday, they introduced the badges. Now there are, I believe five or yeah, six badges here. There's a badge with like, you know, a little foam finger. Actually, it just looks like a finger that says, you know, this is the number one cereal. Okay. Uh, there's a rookie debut badge where, you know, they have like a graduation type cap, you know, and tassel on a football, which is dumb because footballs have never graduated anywhere. Am I right? Okay. It was my attempt at humor, folks. I try it all the time. Championship year badge. That just has like a trophy on it. Uh, player number badge, rookie year badge, and then an NFL all day um, debut badge, which is just a kind of like football rocket thing going across the thing, um, the badge. Now, a lot of people didn't like them because yes, they do look very, they don't look as good as the NBA Top Shot badges. I don't really notice the badges for some reason ever. I think I, now looking back at it, I'm like, okay, yes, the NBA Top Shot ones look much better than the NFL All Day ones. To me, it doesn't make much of a difference. And here's the other thing. This just might be them putting out the badges right now and then changing them in the future. Something I'm trying to remember all the time when I'm going through this is like, I always think this is how everything's going to be. And consistently what I've seen from NBA Top Shot and even NFL All Day learning from NBA Top Shot is they kind of start to change things based on some of the feedback they get back. We'll see if they do. I'm not a big, you know, badge fan, but a lot of people did not like how they looked. They looked, you know, from what I was hearing and what I'm seeing now, I guess, they look like doodles, really. You know, they're very simple. They're silver. Check them out. Podcasting. The the genius of podcasting is that you don't have to see anything. So I'm not going to explain them to you, but go check them out. I have them on my Instagram. I, I even posted some on my Twitter or go on the NFL All Day website. They have that in their blog or basic section. So yeah, a lot of people didn't like the badges. They thought they were kind of cheap. I do think some of these badges are just to kind of let people know who don't know anything about the sports or not big into football or trying to get into football. I don't know. When it comes to collecting, I think there's a group of people out there that doesn't know why this would be good and why this would be good, but they do like football and they like NFTs. So maybe they're filling a void there. That's just my guess. So another thing that I wanted to talk about is how the moments right away i think people thought they were going to get in and they were going to flip fast just maybe like they thought it was going to be like nba top shot guess what i kind of felt like that but i have to also remember nba top shot didn't just take off there was a moment where some of these people had moments for eight dollars and those eight dollar moments eventually just went you know 
to 180. And now those same moments might be these moments that are S1s that are 25 or $40, you know what I'm saying? So yes, the market is crazy. You know, people were trying to buy moments. People were like, why is this, you know, going down? I think we're gonna find out. Now, there's another pack release like I talked about coming tomorrow. Um, and maybe, you know, they've been sending out emails. Maybe we'll see this floor rise. But right now, the floor is at five, six, seven, eight dollars. It kind of fluctuates in between there. Just be patient. I don't know what NFL all day is gonna bring. To me personally, now we've had people be like, okay, there's 10,000 Tom Brady's. And he has more coming, you know, because right before they release it, they're also like, hey, we have the other weeks coming out these next coming weeks. So we're going to get like a throwback NFL pack. Um, I forgot what year they mentioned, but we're going to get one of those, kind of like run it back. We're going to get, uh, you know, all the weeks, I believe from week two to week 13 and week 13 is this week. We're going to get th those moments and we'll see. So like one thing I was watching on the um, on Twitter was people were pointing out how all of those moments before are kind of going to get messed up with the badges. You're going to get people that have debuts that had moments before the actual day that a moment was made, you know, just because they started at week 14. It screwed up some things. Um, and I kind of agree. They seem to be doing things a little differently, and that's to be expected than NBA Top Shot. But the badges did seem rushed. I don't recall, and I'm sorry if some of you had known this, but I didn't recall them having a ton of moments already ready before this. I knew they were probably going to release some weeks. I did think week two to week 13 was a lot. I personally would like them to drop packs like every two, maybe even every three, and then really take the time to find good plays that mean something. And then right after the marketplace opened on Wednesday, uh, about at like 4 p.m., Ocho Cinco we saw had an advertisement on Twitter where he's like, there is no off seasons. So guess what? That means that they're going to have packs every week. We'll see how it does. Now, with things being low right now, I can only assume that they're checking that out. Moments have lost value. You know, I've put in just in my own thing is I put in about probably 500 to $600. If that was NBA Top Shot, I'm not saying that it was ever going to be NBA Top Shot. But if that was NBA Top Shot, um, and we're talking about just the boom of that, you know, I think people were expecting to put in that much and maybe be able to sell for like $4,000 right away. That's just not going to happen. And it seems to me with like the way they're going to be releasing packs so early on in NFL All Day that that's going to take longer to get to. And actually, I think they're trying to learn from that big boom in NBA Top Shot not to do that. Because then that's a long fall you have to go from when it peaks up there and get mad and people make bad decisions I th maybe slow and steady maybe they want to give everybody a chance um there's multiple reasons right but yes the badges again weren't handled very well seemed sloppy i would have preferred them to you know let us the people that were in the beginning let them have you know first pick at pack two three four five now 
I'm not gonna say that's not that that's unfair. I just want to realize why they picked week 14 and why they chose to badge those moments that got released then. So take your time in NFL all day. Realize that it's brand new. Realize that even though you're seeing a lot on Twitter of people that are mad or maybe you're in Reddit, it still has a long way to go. One of the things I'm realizing is, you know, people are saying, okay, well, you have Tom Brady who has 10,000 moment count, but then he also has like two more moments coming and then he has the rare. And yes, the only thing, you know, they're saying is, and this is a piece of advice, look at how many moments have been released before you throw a whole bunch of money at a moment in the marketplace. There might be a reason that that moment is in the marketplace for that price. And most of the time, if you think it's really low, yes, you might be snagging a deal, but at the same time, it also might be that people have it low because there are a lot more in packs to come out. So for example, like Tom Brady, one of his was really high and I think it's kind of come down to earth. But then people started pointing out how there's only 2,000 out of those, but there's like 8,000 more to come out. And that's just a common unbadged moment. I don't know. It all depends on what people decide is worth value. Personally, for me, I'd like it to be just that Tom Brady retired. And these Tom Brady's, you know, I don't have one. But to me, I'd be like, well, Tom Brady's retiring. I don't know. You can compare it to the NBA, but the NFL uh, all day and NFL in general is just bigger in America than NBA basketball is. So maybe that's why the mint counts are much higher than, like, say, like the Series 1 moments that were in NBA Top Shot. Again, that's all speculation. I know I'm kind of going all over the place, but these are just things to keep in the back of your mind. And really, don't panic. If you're here to flip, maybe just get out in general right now and watch. Um, you know, make the money that you want to make uh, that you can, and then just watch and see what you want to do from here. But if you're looking to just be a collector, just collect. I love the NFL. So honestly, in, at the beginning, I was like, these moments are kind of low. But at the same time, I was getting players that I love and actually a lot of plays that I liked. So it was really cool. You know, I got Justin Jefferson's moments. A lot of the Vikings right now. And uh, it's been pretty dope. So one of the things I'll say is the top sales in the marketplace right now. So Jalen Ramsey's legendary. Serial 5 sold for $15,000. Jonathan Taylor legendary from week 15. That sold for $11,000. Von Miller's legendary. Uh, Serial 40 sold for $10,000. Tom Brady's common number one moment sold for $10,000. Joe Burry. Joe Burry. Joe Barry. No, Joe Burrow sold uh, his legendary serial number two for 10,000. Cooper Cup sold his legendary for 53, or 53 serial for $10,000. And Aaron Donald sold his legendary Super Bowl moment serial number two for $10,000. Now, a lot more coming. Again, we have a drop this week. Here are the moments that are coming out this week that I talked about earlier. Justin Herbert is going to have another moment, uh, a launch that he had when San Diego, I, I forgot who they're playing, but Justin Herbert's going to have a moment. Russell Wilson, Aaron Donald, and, and that's, you know, five or six moments for Aaron Donald already. Damian Harris is going to have a moment, a big touchdown run versus Buffalo. You know, the Lions are going to have their first win moment. So if you're a Detroit fan, you'd probably like that. Uh, James Conner is going to have his first moment. Chris Godwin and T. Higgins with a nice grab. Um, he's going to have another moment. I, 
I may be wrong, but I feel like T. Higgins has like three or four moments already. So again, the market is all over the place, but remember team sets, just sets in general, go after those things. We're gonna figure it all out. The market is brand new and enjoy the ride. All right, so we're just gonna quickly break down some of the players that might be drafted by your NFL teams in the summer. So, you know, we have the NFL draft coming up in like a month and a half, not too far out. We have the combine coming up in like a week. Um, so, again, this is for if you don't have the time to follow it, I'll be breaking it down, looking at these players, breaking down the draft at some point. So you can be ready for, you know, week one of next year's NFL all day. You know, how big are these players? What are the scouts saying? Do, are they looking good with their teams in training camp? All of those things. And I want to make sure that this base is informed because again, yo, I love you. I'm in a, I'm in a dang closet for crying out loud. That's how I show love. That's my quarterback. You remember that? Okay. I'm sure some of you do. Terrell Owens. Google that one too. You got a lot of assignments to do tonight. So let's look because there isn't much going on. We're in a dry period for the NFL. And that makes sense, right? Um, the Super Bowl was two weeks ago. They're all taking time off. And now it's going to get into the draft. And then we'll get into free agency coming up in not a long time. And, and that will pick up things. And then there might be some injuries as we get into training camp. Maybe some people retire quick, trades, all of that. But right now, it is a downtime. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. It was so down that I've never had to do a pod with like less to go on. So it was kind of a challenge. But struggle, also, you know, pressure makes diamonds. I didn't think it was that bad. All right. But let's go into the NFL mock draft. So I looked at, a, you know, a couple of people who are doing mock drafts and aggregated them, uh, aggregated them together, kind of you know, averaged them out, tried to see who thinks who's going to go where. Now, if you didn't know this, a lot of times the draft is breaking down, broken down by how bad your NFL team was the year before. Then that makes up, you know, if you were really bad the year before, you're going to get the number one draft pick. So the worst team gets the number one draft pick. And then on and on and on. So, when it comes to round one, Jacksonville, who is going to be picking round one now, this is not to say during draft day there will be trades or something like that. And I know a lot of people are like, yeah, we know this. But, hey, maybe you don't know some of these names. Jacksonville, right now, when it comes to round one, the first pick of the NFL draft, it looks like a lot of people believe Jacksonville is going to be taking Evan Neal. Evan Neal is an O-line uh, player from Alabama, great school for college football. If you know nothing about college football, they are the cream of the crop. They produce great linemen, and it is a usually, unless you're a Minnesota Viking, it is usually a great idea if you're trying to protect young quarterbacks like the young quarterback they have in Jacksonville, where you want to build a line. You want to make that quarterback successful. So, it makes a lot of sense right now with Jacksonville having a new coach, having such a hard time protecting their quarterback last year, that they are going to go look for a great offensive lineman. And this year, there isn't so many players from the last year's college football that are huge flashy names to me. 
I think this is a weird draft. Now, the more we go into it, we'll probably learn some more. Maybe I'll change my mind. But at number one, Evan Neal, he is predicted right now by most analysts to be going number one and to protect Trevor Lawrence, who didn't have that great of a year last year. Now, it was his first one, but he got sacked a lot. Um, and who knows? You know, another team that needs to look for offensive line is the team we just saw in the Super Bowl. So maybe there's trades to be made with one of these top picks with the Bengals. Now, the second worst team and who has the second best pick this year is the Detroit Lions. And they have them taking Kyle Hamilton, Hamilton, who is a stud from Notre Dame. Huge, big, like linebacker type player who is in that, you know, strong safety um, position. It seems to be like a new breed kind of, of the NFL players, you know, those LeBron big bodies um, and a smart player. And Detroit needs that. You know, their defense really uh, was not very great last year. And it's good to get some of those, you know, safeties to anchor your defense. I remember the Vikings when, you know, they don't have Zimmer anymore, but it was Harrison who really set the tone for the defense. And then it follows, you know, Anthony Barr, Kendricks, and then the line. So a really good player or a really good position to build off of. Some people build off the defensive line, but you can also build from, you know, the back by the safeties up. So at number three right now projected would be Aiden Hutchinson. He is out of Michigan University. Um, another big guy, 6'6", 265 pounds. He is projected to be drafted by Houston, who did not have a very good pass rush at all last year. And he is one of the top edge rushers coming into this draft. Uh, he's either number one or number two. He really switches switches up a lot with Jonathan, uh, I believe it's Greenyard, who is another young defensive end rusher. Aiden Hutchinson got to the quarterback a lot last year with Michigan, and it's exactly what the Houston Texans need for that defense. Now they have a new coach, new everything. A lot of times, that's another way you can build, by you know sticking one of those edge rushers and having the best one in the draft is a good place to start and build your defense for a team that needs help on that end. Then we go to number Four, pick number four right now projected would be Akeem Ikanwu. I'm butchering that name. Sorry if I am. But he is a old lineman. The Jets, again, need more help with that offensive line. Zach Wilson was sacked a ton last year. And when he did have time, he did make very accurate and good passes. It's just, if you can get him some more, you can really tell if he's going to be a very good quarterback or if it's nothing to do with the line. So you at least need to give him that help um, to, to see what you have in Zach Wilson. And I think he did okay, considering that their offensive line, in my opinion, was not very good. And uh, Ikanwu would do that in the offensive line. Now, he is actually kind of a reach for a lot of people. It's just fitting a need. People can either take what's the best available in the draft, you know, maybe they just take a wide receiver because he's the best player that's available on the draft. Or maybe they reach. So this would be a place in the NFL where you would take, you know, if you are the Jets, you might consider trading back because maybe he'll still be there at pick eight. And maybe you can do some pick swapping and get, you know, a, a six round pick or a player you need with a team that's further back. Because if you're reaching too far, it's almost like 
you're wasting that spot. I don't know. If I were the Jets, I, and now learning about so much about the NFL, offensive line is so key to helping these quarterbacks learn and become successful in the league, that I would just probably take the offensive lineman off the board. Now at number five, we would have Charles Cross. He's another offensive lineman. He's a young guy. He's a sophomore, 310 pounds, 6'5", out of Mississippi State. Athletically gifted, um, young again, he's a sophomore, and so much upside. He, something that I was reading is he's compared to is like that baseball prospect. So he could start right away, he might struggle, but the ceiling on him is so high. And guess what? Another team that needs an offensive line. Um, the New York Giants haven't had one, I feel like, in like three years. Like, um, they're very easy to, you know, Daniel Jones has been sacked a lot. And that's another quarterback where you can't tell if he's getting the appropriate amount of time or if there's been chaos because of the coaching situation or whatnot. So then we go to pick six real quick. Drake London, wide receiver. He is actually the fourth ranked wide receiver at his position, but he also is one of those wide receivers that a lot of people said has the highest upside. This might be another position where the Panthers look to move back. They've actually been talked about being a team that moves back and trading with Minnesota. What are you thinking the trade would be there? Well, there's been rumors that Kirk Cousins, and the Vikings have denied it, but there have been rumors that Kirk Cousins would be sent to the Panthers. And the Panthers would send their quarterback to Minnesota and then they would swap picks. So Minnesota would move up. I don't know if that's true. Kirk Cousins is now, you know, a little overpaid at his position or what he's done for Minnesota and not even that bad anymore. And he's going to be an expiring contract soon. So I personally don't think it would happen. I actually don't really want to even do that. Um, because I'd rather the Vikings be competitive this year um, or see what they can do with a new head coach in one year of Kirk Cousins. So at pick number seven, we have Kayvon Thibodeau. He's another edge rusher and he's actually was projected to be the number one pick. I still think he will go number one, um, number one or number two, whoever is going to move up to get him. I just think right now this is a pick that is from the Chicago Bears, and Chicago Bears could use him, but it's another team that will be taking New York Giants. So they will have very high picks in the first eight rounds. Kayvon Thibodeau is a beast. Like, to me, is the best player in the draft. That's just my personal opinion. An edge rusher, a guy who, again, young, 6'5", 258 pounds, but is going to be a star. Just that guy who, yeah, he might maybe take a little bit to get it, but the upside is almost guaranteed. At pick eight, it would be projected that Atlanta would take Derek Stingley. He's a cornerback. Um, Stingley is the number one cornerback in this draft. He also might fall higher. Another player that could be picked up from a team trading up to go and get him. Then at number nine, we have Denver. They are looking at a D lineman, of course. They might have some other moves to make, though, if they acquire Aaron Rodgers. Who knows? Now, they're looking at a D lineman, and that's Trayvon Walker out of Georgia. He's a junior, 275 pounds. I think he might even go earlier. Um, some people have him going way later. This is actually one of those picks that I don't know. Um, he's the top defensive lineman in the draft this year. It would fit. Personally, I, I don't know if I would. I, I'm not actually aware of how bad Denver's defensive line is. I just know they have a stud defensive team. And maybe, uh, I don't know. Like, 
they go somewhere else or they trade that pick in order to acquire somebody like Aaron Rodgers. And the last one we'll stop on today, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, is the Jets. They will have another pick when they traded Jamal Adams to Seattle last year, which kind of worked out for them great. They are projected right now to take that pick, and they could move back again, to take Garrett Wilson. Um, he's the number one wide receiver in this year's draft. Another stud with Ohio State. They just seem to produce awesome wide receivers, um, kind of like Michigan did with like Mario Cunningham and the others in the early 2000s. It would help Zach Wilson. He needs more targets there. They don't have that many targets. They have Burrios, Braxton Burrios, and um, another four-year. Their wide receiver core, let's just say, is not deep at all. Zach Wilson needs that. He's a second-year player. Get him an offensive lineman. Get him a stud wide receiver. Get him a target that he knows he can go to. Garrett Wilson would be that guy. I honestly don't think New York Jets are going to trade out of any of these because these are pieces that they could really build a foundation. So when we come back at the end of this week, I'm going to take a look at the rest of the draft. Again, slow news. If something pops up in these sports, definitely I will cover it. But right now, just to get you guys informed with the NFL draft, that's coming up in a couple of uh, in, a, in about a month or so. So a lot more coming, more pods coming, more interaction coming. I'm still working on giveaways. I'm still working on getting an interview. I'm just trying to figure out where I would put that and what pod I would put that in. Thank you to everybody reaching out to me on your DMs. Thank you again to Aaron Wilson, another person to follow, John uh, Boy Beats. Again on Twitter, I'm begging you, that guy is very smart. And hopefully he hears this, probably not. But take a look at those two accounts. Lots of stuff still coming up. You know, I have way more planned, a lot of things in the chamber to throw at you. This one was different though. You know, NBA All-Star break, things are quite there. NFL getting done with the Super Bowl. And Top Shot being a little bit of a swoon. NFL all day, people not really knowing what's going on. So it's, you know, it's kind of hard to figure out sometimes. But we'll do it together. And I hope you guys are enjoying listening. Again, if you guys have anything else you want to say to the pod, let me know. You can check me out at Around the Dapper Sports Pod on Twitter or Around Dapper Sports on Instagram. Just made that account. Hit me up in my DMs. I'll make sure to answer. I still got to answer some of you already. Um, I know I've seen some inboxes there. Or give me an old-fashioned email. I, I haven't really gotten one yet. I did get one. Check this out. Number 50 in Apple iPod charts for hobbies. 60-something in Spotify for hobbies. Not bad. I've moved up like 150 spots. If you're on this train, let's ride it. Tell me what I can get better at. So send me some information. Say, hey, you need to focus more on this. Hey, I got an idea for you to do this. It's a long one today. But I thank you guys all for listening. I'm going to get out of this closet. I'm going to go eat some Eggos or some waffles, do some... Um, and all of that stuff. Again, stay safe out there. Lots going on in the world. And sometimes you just got to dive into something fun, like NFL all day, NBA top shot. I hope you guys stay safe. Have a great rest of your week, and I'll see you before you even know it. I'm Kai Glensick for Around the Dapper Sports Pod. Thanks for listening.